Good morning and welcome to Coffee with James on this beautiful Wednesday morning, the 27th of October. Um, Coffee with James is a great time where we can stop, take time to reflect and to take time out from our day to be enriched by this book of Philippians, a book that's filled with joy, a book filled with rejoicing. I've got my cup of coffee here, ready to go. It's, It's a beautiful day outside and I'm looking forward to sharing with us this morning from the book of Philippians. This is a book that's filled with joy, rejoicing. 16 times out of 106 verses, Paul mentions the word joy or rejoicing. Uh, uh, someone who's been filled with joy because of Jesus. And this week, you know, our final week of Coffee with James, I thought we'd talk about the word contentment. This week, we're going to look at what it means to be content. Today, we're going to learn what it means to learn contentment. And then tomorrow, we're going to look at contentment again. But yesterday, we saw that Paul was content outside of his situation. It wasn't the circumstances that he found himself in that made him content. You know, when we think of the word content, sometimes we think, man, I would be content if my health was better. If only my job paid more money, then I would be more content. You know, if, if, only, I, if, if only we could eat out twice a week, then I would be content. And that view of contentment, it's based upon our circumstances. But yesterday we saw that Paul was content, not because of his circumstances, but his contentment was grounded in Jesus. See, Paul, he's writing to a church at Philippi. And and we wonder, what's he talking about in verse 10 of chapter 4, verse 10 and 11? Why is he writing this? He's thanking them because they've joined him in partnership. They're giving to him financially. But Paul doesn't want to manipulate them. He doesn't want to say, hey, you need to give more money. Or he doesn't want to say, you know, you know, someone could say they're a missionary overseas and, and then they let us say, hey, we haven't got enough money at the moment. I really need some. And, and so they give money. But see, what well, Paul, Paul doesn't do that. Paul says, you know, whether I've got heaps or whether I don't have any. He doesn't want the, the, the church at Philippi to feel guilt-ridden to give him money. But he just says, hey, I've learned. Whether you as a church will send me money, or whether you won't, or, or whether you send help, or whether you're not able to send help. No matter what the case is, I'm content. It's okay. He says, I'm content. Have a look at verse 11. I'm not saying this because I am in need. So he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to guilt trip them to give more money. But he says, I'm not doing this to, to, so you give me a need, but I've learned to be content. I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all of this through him who gives me strength. It's really interesting that Paul's contentment isn't dependent upon the church at Philippi. He's not codependent. It's not that his happiness and his contentment is found in a spouse or a relationship He's learned contentment. He's learned contentment as he's followed Jesus on Jesus' mission. He's learned that Christ is enough, whether a church sends food to him or not. He's learned that Christ is enough, whether they send financial help or not. Whether he slept a cold night or whether he was tucked up in a warm bed beside a, a warm fire. Paul learnt that Christ is enough through that. Now, 
isn't it interesting that so often maybe maybe you're reflecting right now and you go, if only this happened, then I would be content. And it's interesting that the Paul, it's not instant for Paul. This contentment's not something that's just, oh yeah, this sort of man up and it's, it's all okay. And he tells himself, no, no, it's something that he has learned. It doesn't come instantly. But he's actually learnt it through the tough and the good times. It's through going through when he had heaps and when he had least. It was actually through those experiences that he learned to be content. You know, we, we, as I've just said, we sometimes feel like if only I, I could go on a holiday, then I'd be content. But see, it's through not having a holiday. And it's through having a holiday. It's through, through when he had food and when he didn't have food. It's through what we go through and what we the suffering that we go through, it's, it's through all of this that, that God actually, he, he helps us and he, he teaches us to be content in him. It's, it's an amazing thing that he's learnt that. I wonder as you look back over the last four months, has God, has God helped you to learn to be content? How, sorry, how has God shown you? How has the last four months of lockdown through this Take time to reflect today. How have you learned to be content in Him? See, I, I sometimes swim laps. I haven't done it for a while, but I started taking up swimming laps a couple of years ago, and it's really I really enjoyed it. But when you swim laps, you've got this black line that you watch. And as you watch that black line, as your eyes are fixed, as you go up and back down the lanes, there's some laps that are really easy. There's some laps that are actually like, oh, man, I can't do this anymore. Oh, yes, I'm good, and then I can't keep... But as your eyes, you keep your eyes fixed on that black line, and it keeps you going back and forth. But in those moments where I, I, I get distracted by the birds or as I look up to take a breath, in those moments I get distracted by those things, I drift. Keep our eyes on Jesus. Fix our eyes on Him. Keep our eyes fixed through the good and the bad. And, and, and let's learn contentment because we have a good God. Paul learnt to be content through the good and through the bad. He doesn't promise that in this world these things, suffering and pain will go away. He doesn't promise that it's all going to be great and dandy. But we have a great joy in Jesus, a great contentment in him. And how good it is that we can learn that through the things that we go through. Our God is good. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness to us today. Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for your word. Thank you for these words of Paul that remind us that he learnt contentment. Whether he had food or whether he didn't, whether he had plenty, whether he had least, Lord, he learnt what it was to be content. Lord, keep teaching us what it is to be content. Help us to have our eyes fixed on Jesus, to be grounded in him. And Lord, may we delight in the joy of our salvation. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning.